Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am energized to tell you about today's show. So today we're going to be talking about benevolent sexism. Should a man pay on a first date? That's the question. So is it okay if a man opens doors or pays for a first date? And if they do, what do today's women think of this gesture? If he doesn't pay, is there a backlash? Is it really worth the risk? Or should you just discuss all of this up front ahead of the date so you're not wasting time or money on the date if it doesn't go your way? Should there be full disclosure or should you just kind of play it by ear or should the guy just automatically assume that he's paying for the first date? Ah, all these questions. It's so confusing today. And uh, let's examine why this is the case. All right. So it might be that chivalry is dead, but many women still welcome it when a man holds the door open or picks up the check, open for her or picks up the check. Now, one woman says, I always appreciate someone holding the door for me, and I always say thank you. That would be me, too. (laughs) I like uh, both of those. I like that that gesture, actually. Um, And then another woman goes on to say, I assume that someone who invites me to dinner is paying unless splitting the check is specified. I think that's a good comment as well. I mean, if it's going to be something different than traditional roles, why not let's discuss it up front, right? And if one party has an issue with it one way or the other, um, you can back out of the date and not go on the date. I know the flip side of this, a lot of guys get really upset when the girl is assuming that he's going to pay for the date. And conversely, a lot of guys get really happy um, only to have the woman pay her fair share or, hey, maybe even sometimes to pick up that first date check. A lot of guys really like that. But then are you making it about finances and the check rather than if you can see beyond this first date and make it more about the relationship, which eventually down the line should be more give and take? So, you know, sometimes by just looking at the $20 check, $50 check, whatever it is, sort of invites a roadblock where there might not be otherwise. So the, that cur- courteous approach may not be much, as of, much of a surprise from a woman who is over 40, but what about today's modern women in 2018? That, that same woman who is still fighting for equal pay and still fighting for workplaces that are free of sexual discrimination. Do these women have a different outlook on this first date situation? So it raises an interesting question. When a man holds the door for a woman or pays for her dinner on a first date, is he being polite or does this now have a new interpretation as this is insulting. So, you know, I heard from one millennial who chimed in to say, a female millennial who chimed in to say, if the guy doesn't pay for the first date, he doesn't know how to have a family, meaning that he's only thinking of himself. So, yes, there are independent millennial-minded women out there um, who can make up their own mind and are not swayed by what's happening in the media it almost seems like the media is planting this negativity in a lot of young women's heads when there really isn't negativity all right so they took a survey and while more than 77 percent of the people in the survey thought that a man should pay on the first date uh, some women may see see that this gesture as patronizing as a patronizing deal breaker especially as society wrestles more than ever with the power dynamic between the sexes but now there's evidence that women 
even committed feminists interpret paying for dinner or holding doors as signs that a man is husband material. Ah, so interestingly, these women are fully aware that the man who engages in this benevolent sexism could also be the type of guy who undermines women and tries to control them. So there was a recent study uh, published in a in a uh, psychology bulletin, and they found that these women still find that the still find that these men are attractive. So although women were aware these men may be patronizing and undermining, they still found these men to be more attractive than somebody who didn't do these gestures because these behaviors signal a willingness to protect, provide, and commit. So remember, for those of you who have bought my book, Mastering Women, you can find it on Amazon, by the way, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. All of these uh, skills fall under what I call first C, uh, which is confidence. Women need confidence like they need air. So in that same category, if you find a man who is willing to protect, provide, and commit, that is an all-important quality that men have that women want. So if you want to cut yourself short and, you know, not exude these qualities, um, you're going to, it's going to come at a severe detriment to, to the guy. You know, you're not going to be as attractive. So let's go on and see what the research found. They studied almost 800 women in five different experiments, and they measured how women responded to men in dating and workplace contexts and had the women rate the men's attractiveness warmth, and willingness to provide. They also asked the women whether or not the men seem patronizing. Patronizing, by the way, means belittling, or if they seemed undermining. So the, the researchers defined this uh, behavior as benevolent sexism, as involving positive chivalrous feelings like the idea that women should be cherished by men or that men should pay for dinner dates and hold doors open for women. Now, hostile sexism, on the other hand, involved overt discrimination against women. So, dis, uh, you know, I don't know how you're going to get a date when the guy is overtly uh, discriminating against women, but okay. Um, despite its romantic and flattering tone, benevolent sexism is thought to reinforce the notion that women are inferior and confine women to their traditional gender roles. Uh, I don't know if this is true. Um, yeah. I mean, what guy today thinks of men as, as women as being inferior? And if they do, it's a notion that they would best be served to keep to themselves. I, I don't think you're going to broadcast that men are superior and women are inferior. You're not going to really <laughs> get the date, much less go beyond that. So uh, it's really kind of a silly argument and a silly place to be in. All right. So what the research showed is that women knew exactly what they were doing and they might see it as a calculated trade-off. So meaning that both women who favor traditional gender roles, and the study referred to them as low feminists, uh, and those who believe in full equality between the sexes, those who are defined as high feminists, were attracted to men who displayed benevolent sexism. So both ends of the spectrum. Now, first off, I so eventually, essentially, these women were making a calculated trade-off. While they were aware that sexist tendencies could have harmful effects, like men being overly controlling of women, the potential bad was outweighed by the possible good that could come out of having a long-term partner committed to the woman 
and her offspring. Now, I really hate how these researchers define uh, these terms. Low feminist? How, how about we just call this end of the spectrum, just call her tr- traditional? Why does she have to be a feminist? You know, the feminist already has like a negative connotation in today's language. So I think the way that they are wording um, these terms puts undue bias in, you know, it puts undue bias in the outcome of the survey. So I really don't like that. It's it's kind of brainwashing. And I see why um, there are some women who read these research articles or articles in general, what have you. And, uh, you know, it's almost like the narrator is making up uh, her mind for her because of the way, because of the wording, because of how it is couched, rather than letting her determine um, what those aspects are, what those gestures are, and let her come to her own decision if this is agreeable or not agreeable. If it's not agreeable, then don't go on the date. If you, if you, you know, you don't like it, don't go on the date, right? Makes perfect sense. So the conclusion was that even staunch feminists were attracted to sexist men. Again, that's their terminology. I don't see it as see men as being sexist in, in these doing these two gestures, but okay. Um, may be hard to fathom, but the researcher sees a pro-woman theme in the research. Oh, yippee. That's good. So previous studies had suggested that women were attracted to benevolently sexist men because these women were oblivious to this sexism and its potential downsides. (laughs) Boy, that's putting women down. Um, The researcher said that earlier research treated women as clueless and suggested that they just fell into line with social norms. The researcher said that she wanted to investigate such claims about women and whether it was more complicated than that. So the latest findings reveal that women are well aware of the potential negative consequences of sexist behavior, but are making a conscious choice based on their own needs. Of course they are. Women aren't that stupid. Come on now. Of course they are um, drawing what they need in their own life and seeing if, um, you know, this can be balanced by the man's gesture. The researcher then concluded that Isn't it good that women aren't passive and completely clueless about what's going on with men in their relationships? You know, I really hate this this line of uh, reasoning. Um, Again, it's it's doublespeak. It's putting words into the woman's mouth that aren't there. Um, Yeah, I I I can see how. The media twists some of these notions to meet their own agenda. All right. So if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about this new term called benevolent sexism, which means should a man pay on a first date? Are there going to be negative repercussions if he does or does not do so? Let's examine that. So you can call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's the Men's Advocate dot com slash coaching. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about Should a man pay on a first date? Are there negative repercussions for doing so? Are there, is there a positive outcome for doing so? Is it worth it? Should you discuss it in advance? Should you just go with the flow? That's what we're talking about today. So you can hop in on this topic. Call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. 3532. So I want to tell you about one woman's story, um, and it goes like this. She says that she used to think that men should pay on a first date. Um, And then after a particular uh, episode encounter, she just decided to change her mind. So a few weeks ago, she went on this date. It was a first date, somebody that she met online, meaning that they had not... Uh, met before and they got together and they had dinner in a in a lovely restaurant and had a good time now she claims she's 39 years old and single and also the restaurant wasn't crazy expensive and she decided to keep it modest she only had one glass of wine and no dessert so throughout the meal she claims that he had been very gentlemanly holding the doors open for her when she walked into the restaurant and they got along really well and she claims that he clearly liked her. All right. So when the bill arrived, she reached for her purse while at the same exact time expecting him to say to put it away, Um, which he didn't. And so she offered, you know, shall we go halves? And the man said, uh, yes, that's a good idea. And she's thinking in her head, wait, what? What added insult to injury was that he made no move to leave a tip. And so she had to end up not only splitting the bill, but uh, paying the tip for the both of them. Um, as she later thought about it after she went home, she kind of felt outraged. She couldn't believe what had just happened. Wasn't it simply good manners for a guy to at least offer to pay for the first date, even if you ended up overruling him? Well, you know, she shared her experience with um, different people, and she got mixed reactions. Um, She shared it with her mom, and her mom was appalled, of course. And she shared it with others, meaning her coworkers and her younger sister. Um, And they actually took the opposite position. They looked incredulous. Why should he pay, her sister asked. And sister was genuinely puzzled. Well, the uh, writer of the article said she didn't quite know uh, because it's nice. She said feebly, um, somehow when faced with a direct question, she couldn't really justify exactly why she felt that this man, who she had never met before, should be expected to pay for her dinner. So she thought about it, and she thought about it quite a lot, and the more she thought about it, the less sense her own opinions made. Firstly, she was expecting someone else to pay 
for her just because they are a man. And then she thought, well, that's probably so wrong on so many different levels. And how could she live with herself if she really felt that way, if that was the only answer as to why he should pay? Um, Secondly, she decided that she didn't actually want to go on another date with this person. And the fact that she had to pay not only her share um, made it that much easier, plus the tip, plus the tip for the both of them made it that much easier. So, you know, in summary, she probably would have gone out with this guy again. But because of this dynamic, this awkwardness that she didn't know how to deal with, she decided that, no, she didn't want to go out with this guy again because of the way he handled the uh, the, the uh, dinner tab and the tip, for that matter. So two strikes, and she figured no matter how nice of a guy you are and how much she was interested in him, she cut him off because of the way that he handled um, the dinner check. And she feels that, Next time around, you know, if she takes the position that there is no sense of obligation, there is no guilt, it's just two grown-ups eating out. And finally, if you know in advance you're going to pay for yourself at the end, then it doesn't really matter how many glasses of wine you have. It doesn't really matter whether or not you add a dessert to the tab. You know, you're sharing, you're splitting the bill anyway, so go all out and enjoy yourself at least. <laughs> um, so in this, in this learning experience for this young woman, she felt empowered by this new stance. So the next time she goes on a date, she'll definitely be going halves. Um, she'll definitely be ordering dessert and she is going to talk about it, but the bottom line in this is she's not going to see you as a potential partner. She's not going to see you potentially long term because you've, you know, the, the situation has been relegated to just a business transaction. It's the way that you would go out with a business colleague, right? Um, somebody that you have no sexual desire with at all, you're going to be perfect. She's going to be perfectly fine splitting the bill because she doesn't want anything more to come of it. And I think that's what's going to happen in this case as well, that she's just going to see the whole thing as a business transaction and not develop any warm and fuzzy feelings about the guy to take it further to another date. So, I think this whole experience has really jaded her and it's going to be hard for her to, you know, turn this mindset around. But (laughs) I guess that's what some of these people who write these articles are intending. You know, they want you to really not get so interested in the person that you're dating. They want to leave things at a casual level. So is that what you want? I don't think so. I think you want to take it to the next step, even if the next step is sex. I mean, if you have this behavior, are you going to shoot yourself, you know, in the foot by not even getting sex out of the deal? So I don't know. It's it's something to consider how you handle these interactions. I know they're really complicated today, but, you know, it could backfire and not serve you at all. So... Just have to think about those consequences. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to The Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about benevolent sexism. Should a man pay on a first date? Let's get down to brass tacks. I want to hear your experiences with this. Did did the evening go well? Um, Did the evening not go well because of your decision on how you treated the check? Call me at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. And we'll catch you right back after the break. 
You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. We're open now. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped. Henson Brewing Company, Burbank, California. Come as you are. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about benevolent sexism. Should a man pay on a first date? Does that set the tone? (laughs) Or like I was saying, does it really, you know, cut you off at the knees and she doesn't have any romantic interest? She just sees it as a business transaction. All right, so here's a thought. I think more important than who's paying for what, by paying or not paying for the first date, it affect, it could affect the expectation of what comes next. So expectation is a very big part of the equation. So you want to be liked, You want to be well thought of. You want to be, you know, go on another date again with this person, especially if it's somebody that you like and you had a good time with. So you want to increase your odds of this train moving in a positive direction. So I think in this situation, it's more important to evaluate those outcomes where you can continue that positive momentum and uh, that's more important than who pays the bill. So what I say in my book, and I will reiterate it here, don't go on a long first date. Don't go on an expensive first date. Make it like a meet and greet, you know. Keep it simple. Keep it under one hour. Usually simple means less money as well, um, less stress. You certainly don't want to go on a three-hour concert uh, or a three-hour sports event or something like that where you're paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars and are going to now spend not only the event but the pickup time and the drive time and the parking time. Now you're spending five, six hours with this person don't want to do that. So it avoids all that. So you want to keep that train moving in a positive direction. So by having a short, sweet date, you will endear yourself. And if you guys like each other and want to get together again, 
it'll build this excitement to where she will want to see you again. Like a little taste was great and she wants to see you again. You didn't give her the whole store on day one to where she's bored now looking for the next bigger, better deal. So dole it out. Do it in small incremental steps and let her want you, let her miss you, and let her look forward to seeing you again. Now, if there was no click and you guys didn't get along, okay. So like um, Chick Hearn used to say, no harm, no foul. You haven't really lost that much. You spent an hour and you spent a modest amount of money on whatever it was, uh, maybe a very simple dinner or maybe some ice cream or or a drink, or a couple of drinks, or whatever, and you're on to the next thing. It's part of um, the getting to know you process. It's part of the dating process to weed out those you want to be with again versus somebody that you didn't find any uh, attraction to. And while you might have had a good time, you really don't want to see them again. So Let's talk about this expectation thing because it's really important. So you're out on a first date with a prospective partner. Now, over dinner, maybe you're in, engaging in nice conversation and you have good chemistry and she's laughing at your jokes and perhaps you're brushing up against each other, innocently doing so. But And then here comes the bill. So 40 years ago, the server would probably have placed it squarely right down in front of the man. Today, uh, the servers customarily place um, the bill in the middle of the table, and it's up up to the two of you to figure out who's picking up the check. So it might be one of many awkward moments that you might face in your relationship. So what happens now when the bill is squarely in front of you, right? Equally, equal distance from the two of you. So the arrival of the check can spark, can spark a showdown if the man grabs it and the women, and the woman insists on paying half or a stare down if he doesn't, like the young lady, um, from my, from the last segment that we just talked about. So why is this important? Because research indicates that the party who pays for the first date shapes the expectations of what's going to happen next. True, expectations are always are also shaped by other factors such as the price tag and the choice of the venue. A man who springs for an expensive meal and a bottle of wine served at a candlelit table in a swanky restaurant might have different expectations than a man who's able to grab two, two stools on the fly in, the, in his local crowded sports bar. Yet across the board, unless the couple goes Dutch, both men and women consider who pays for a date, although they interpret the decision in a very different manner. So research reveals that women believe that men who pay for a date are more likely to be attracted to them. And men view payment in a very different light. I I would say that that's true, that women do hold that uh, the men who pay for a date are more likely to be attracted to this woman. Otherwise, why bother reaching (laughs) and having speed in paying, paying that check, right? So what this can suggest is footing the bill can be interpreted as getting your foot in the door. And I think that's really true because it sets an expectation of what is yet to come. And you want to be seen in a positive light. Um, not that you have to foot the bill, but, you know, you want to be seen in a positive light. This is one way to do it. Of course, there are a million other ways that other uh avenues that you can use to also put yourself in a positive light. Um, You know, maybe you offer to pay the the bill, but maybe you uh, suggest that she picks up the tip. 
Um, and how hard is that? You know, 15%, 20%, that should be fairly easy. But, you know, like I say, your first dates should be very economical and simple. So you're really not getting into a tug of war. Um, 20% on a $200 bill is going to be a lot greater than just going, doing something simple. So, um, you know, that, if she's reaching for the check, maybe you reward her by saying, all right, well, just leave the chick, uh, leave the tip. You don't have to pay the full one half of the bill. And it's not so much even Steven. So I think that way it's a win-win for both of you. All right. So research has indicated that, um, that heterosexual dating scripts remain quite traditional. So with the man expected to ask a woman out and to pay for the date, there's the study further revealed that although modern singles believe it is appropriate for either party to initiate a first date, in reality, most men still do. Now, with regard to this, I think it works best when the man still does the initial asking out on the first date. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, is it the modern age? Yes. Can she ask you for a date? Yes, of course, she can. But just because she can doesn't mean she should. Meaning, you know, you have to let the guy lead a little bit. Not by a lot. It only has to be by 1%. But when she sets the tone of asking out um, the guy on a first date, he might just acquiesce. He might just, you know, what the heck, you know, he wants a free meal or he wants, you know, a quick lay or whatever. And he might just say yes, just because. Um, it doesn't indicate to the woman that he's interested in her. Whereas when he asks you, when he asks the woman out for a date, it almost always indicates attraction and interest. So I tell the women, don't do it. Don't ask the guy out on a first date. Let him do it. Let him set the tone. And in that way, um, I always judge a man by his actions, not by the words. So if he's taking that initiation to ask for the first date, it usually means there's interest there. And that's something that's very important to know for a woman. So much like who's asking who out for the first date, they found similar, the survey found similar results regarding who should pay for a first date. While both men and women expressed their belief in the appropriateness of either party grabbing the bill, they also reported that they believe that the man should always pay for a first date. Um, the study found that men have higher first date sexual expectations than women. Well, that's pretty obvious. Um, you know, that's probably their primary goal is to eventually get sex out of the deal. So they found this to be particularly true when the man pays for the date. And when the date takes place at an apartment versus in public, such as um, at, at a restaurant or the movies. So, you know. I think that's very true. You, you don't want to bring the guy back to your apartment because he's going to assume that you're ready to go. <laughs> um, they discovered even more potentially troubling findings when a woman was the instigator. So when a woman invited a man on a date and paid for the date and had the date at her apartment, um, men had even higher uh, sexual acceptance beliefs with regard to this woman. Of course they do because, you know, you're, you're laying down the breadcrumbs and he's picking them up all the way to, uh, <laughs> grandma's house there, Hansel and Gretel's house, you know, with the breadcrumbs. So, um, you know, it sets an acceptance level that he thinks that you are accepting, um, to take the evening further and to have sex. Um, all right. So, you know, if you if the woman doesn't want to find herself in a bind with being in a sexually heated and uncomfortable position, 
she should not be doing those three things. She should not be doing the asking. She should not be doing the paying. And she certainly should not be going uh, to his or her apartment, um, you know, where you're in private rather than if you're in public. So um, it may put you, put her in harm's way because he's assuming you're ready to go, right? Okay. So what happens here is on these modern, what are the modern trends regarding first date funding? So taking all these findings in context, there are many first date bill splitting paying scenarios that will not necessarily trigger a false expectation, uh, which some would argue might be for the best. Okay. Um, it's reported that in an age of evolving gender roles and internet dating, it's very clear that many of us are unsure who should engage in reaching for the bill. So there are several um, modern end-of-meal scenarios ranging from both parties engaging in um, a stare-down once the bill arrives to disregarding the advice of etiquette experts that say if you invite, you should pay because one of the parties may not realize that they're on a date. And that's what I was saying earlier. If the girl is asking, it's not clear to the guy that you're on a date. He's just might just be going along for the ride, and he might not consider that this is a date at all. He's just going along for the ride, much like if his buddy were to say, hey, you want to watch the game at the local bar? He's just going along for the ride because, you know, what else has he got to do? So, um, you know, they may not interpret that as a date. So, yeah, so anyway, um, there are some women who maybe they pick up the check and then they um, – you know, initiate their Venmo account after she gets home and invoices the date for, you know, their $20 portion of what they owe. Um, yeah, I, I would say this behavior to just assume what the other party is going to do, especially when you didn't discuss it in person, I'm assuming they're not going to have a second date. So false expectations of a woman's sexual responsiveness on a first date based on who pays the bill and where the date occurs has intense practical significance in a day and age where sexual uh, miscommunication leads to awkward situations at best um, or compromised friendships or even worse. So from campus sexual assault to situational acquaintance rape, many first dates with mismatched expectations end in disaster. So <laughs> um, this could end in disaster both for the woman and for the guy. So why go through all that? Um, you know, first daters might be on unfamiliar territory when it comes to reading uh, a dinner partner's expressed level of romantic interest because at that early stage of a relationship, they're still basically strangers. And it's not really all that safe to assume what the other person's, uh, what the other person is thinking or what their intentions are. So consequently, perceptions are often incorrect when made about strangers. Both parties should move slowly on a first date in order to ensure clear communication, avoid any false expectations, and to promote a healthy and to promote healthy relation, re relational choices. So I think this is a, a safe bet to not assume um, what's on the other person's mind, right? All right, so if you've just joined us, you've currently dialed into uh, the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about benevolent sexism. Should a man pay on a first date or what? Come on now. Um, it's gotten so complicated, and let's uh, muscle through all this and see if we can make sense of it. I say keep things very simple so it doesn't get too confused and, you know, go south really fast. All right. So call us 
When we come back from the break, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. I know you have comments. I know you have experiences in this regard. So we'll catch you right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show, but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross, and we are talking about benevolent sexism. Should a man pay on a first date? Will it get him to another date? Will it get him to where he wants to go? Uh, Will it get him sex? (laughs) All right. So is it worth the extra couple of bucks that you're going to shell out to get what it is the guy wants? out of the situation well i think it's something to think twice about right uh in a good way all right so let's talk about that money survey that i was talking about 78 percent still think that men should pay for the first date so when it comes to picking up the check it appears that traditional norms still do apply. In a survey on love and finances conducted by Money and Sur- Survey Monkey, 78% of the respondents said that they think that men should pay on a first date. Out of the 4,500 participants, only 20% disagreed, while a mere 2% declined to answer. So overall, women were slightly less united on the matter. While 85% of the men agreed that their wallet should be on the line, only 72% of the women said so. So this trend, which held steady with every group except for divorcees, where women slightly edged out the men in answering yes. So the gender gap was the, was the uh, widest among single people well there's that that's no mystery there right um so the uh, gender gap uh you know especially was held true with people who have never been married a full one-third of single women said men shouldn't be expected to foot the bill on the first outing And then also a quarter of all millennials responded no when they when asked if they thought in general men should pay. And this goes along with, you know, the the current brainwashing that goes on in the media that, you know, that the both sexes are equal. And of course, it's no mystery that they're answering the word no. All right. That men shouldn't pay. 
So the survey does not account for regional disparities or the broad spectrum of relationships outside of the heterosexual, but for now, it appears men are still largely expected to pony up on the first date. So how much will this tradition cost them? Well, when asked how much was appropriate to spend on a first date, 41% of the respondents answered 25 to $49, but many male respondents claim to be bigger spenders. 43% of the men said they expected to shell out between 50 and $99 on a first date. By the way, I think, I think that first category, um, you know, 49% said, they answered 25 to 49. I think that's a good sweet spot because it keeps the date simple. And, you know, the more that you keep the date simple, the less disagreements you're going to have and the, the, the less misinterpretations of what's going on you're going to have. So how much should the first date cost? You know, only 13% said $100 or more for men and um then for the women, uh, let's see, uh, $100 or more, only 6% of the women said it should be uh, that high of a number. So, yeah. So, anyway, if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show. We invite you to uh, join us each and every Wednesday right here Um, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. If you like our show, please show your love. You can listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. It makes a great gift, too. The name of the book is Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life forever. Also, be sure to catch last week's show. If you happen to have missed it, we were talking about why did she choose him over me? Um, Did you you ever meet a girl that seemed to be absolutely perfect and then you um, found yourself falling for her just after a few dates? You can find out more about that topic um, on the archive shows, uh, either from my mobile app, same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Anyway, thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you next week, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Bye for now. Have a great week. <laughs>